Well, Mike and I, with no hair, we don't worry about the humidity too much. But Cara, I, 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 can, I can understand. Yeah, been trying to fix my hair since I got home from Cannes. It's still like got some humidity in it. Yeah, I'm trying to grow some still since Cannes, but everybody and welcome back to the human element Kara's podcast focused on finding ways to inject humanity and insight into modern marketing today i'm joined by mike law ceo at Kara north america Kara lewis chief investment officer at Dentsu us and mark jones client president at Kara, to cover all things can lion the annual international festival of creativity thanks all for joining thanks, thanks for having us hey glad to be here we'll start with kind of a very broad one the festival is extremely unique in the sense that there is a festival, awards, conference, exhibitions, as well as multiple partner advertiser and agency stages across Crosset. I probably butchered that, so don't kill me, but aka a beach for Americans. Can you share a little bit of how you navigated the event to get the most of the experience? This was my first year, so I think I felt some anxiety going into it. And I was like, what is the vibe? What happens? Like, how does it relate to other festivals, if you will, that we attend? So I was really trying to get the lay of the land, I would say. And I used a uh, guide of a friend within Densu who kind of helped guide me a little bit and give me like a lay of the land before I got there. But I think overall, like once I got there... The experience was definitely about, you know, connection and how to kind of see how some brands essentially come to life. And I was saying I state brands more from a partner perspective um, because I meet them in an office most of the time or via a Zoom or Teams. And so seeing some of their kind of, you know, actions or how they were going to build the experience and can come to life was really I think how I kind of reflected on my experience and then really taking it all in to see how future can for me will look like and or my team and who should be there because there's a lot to do. And we covered a lot of bases with a smaller team under my team. So how can we cover a little bit more? Because I do think there was a lot to experience there. Can to me is it's relentless organization and prioritization. And it's kind of a relief when you land in Cannes because your calendar sinks, you're doing everything remotely and suddenly you're in France and your calendar begins to make sense from Eastern time and you know, Pacific time, et cetera. And you know, it's really, for me, a, a mixture of kind of partner meetings, internal meetings, client meetings, and then trying to get some time to get into the Palais and look at the work as well, which is really what it's all about and gets forgotten in the hubbub of Cannes itself. So you know, typically, and I'm there with some clients, we tend to pick a theme. So this theme was really this year was around extracting the most from our partnerships. And that was all the briefing beforehand and all the meetings. So it's really about just super organized prioritization. There's just so much to see and do, so many people to see and just get immersed in everything that's great about our industry. It's a, it's a terrific week. There's nothing better when your calendar sinks when you get there. Because trying to figure out why do I have a meeting at three in the morning for months, I literally create a piece of paper with pencil and local time because it is actually crazy. Yeah, I agree with both what Karen and Mark said. It's all about organization and planning before you get there and deciding what is it you want to get out of the trip. For me, 
I was really focused on two things. One, seeing our clients, seeing as many clients, because you have so many global clients there in one place at one time and spending that time with them, whether that be through a partner meeting or meeting at the Dentsu space, whatever it is, number one priority. Number two, what was really focused on how to spend some time with our, our own teams, right? We don't get a lot of time to travel to global markets. A lot of Dentsu and Kara leadership is at the event as well. So getting to spend some time with them and then partners. And then to Mark's point, like it is actually a festival of creativity, not a media festival, but we've talked so much about the importance of media and creative coming together. So if you don't spend a few minutes to at least go see some of that amazing work that happens and be inspired, it's going to see yes and not going to the show floor and actually seeing the technology and, and innovation that's happening. That's awesome. So my experience at CES is what you're saying not to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do not hang out in the hotel the whole time. Yes, do um, not hang out at the Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you could explain can this year in one word or a short sentence, what would it be? Connection. Connection. Oh. Cara. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love wow. that. <laughs> that is amazing. Mark, do you have something to top that? or? Yeah, well, I had partnership focused because that was actually the theme of my week. So it governed everything. But yeah, listen, the connection, the collaboration, the partnership is really what drives the four or five days in, in Cannes. It's what it's all about. It's the energy there. What impact does Cannes have on brands and media? I think that there's some inspirational piece to it. I think both, not just from a creative standpoint, but because there are so many media partners there. And I think everyone's in constant movement at can, right? Like you don't see a lot of people just sitting still other than when we're at a lunch or at a meeting, but the streets are always busy. The spaces are always busy because people are really trying to maximize their time. So I think that, yes, there's a creative energy an influence that happens. But I would say even like how to, to Mark's point, right? Like how are we extracting the most out of our partners? And we we had a few partner meetings. I sat in a couple with Kara. And I think what we really wanted was to focus on, tell us what you're doing that's great that we're missing. Like what is your roadmap so that we can get on board with that? For what it's worth, I wanted less questions about tell me about your business. Like I wanted to hear about yours so I can go talk to our clients and say, man, we saw this amazing thing. We've got to get ahead of that. So it's about building roadmaps and future iterations of where the business is going. Of course, there's nice back and forth and, hey, here's where we can plug in. But I saw both versions of that meeting. And I think a takeaway for me for next year is to actually brief partners. If we agree to a meeting to say, please don't show up and ask me what's going on with our business because that's not why we went to Can. Like, let's talk about roadmap. And if you want to talk about our side of the business, then let's talk about the roadmap of the business. So I think there's a creativity, but with a flavor of innovation in there. Yeah, just building on that. It's a catalyst for me. You know, I don't, I can't think of another area where you have clients and brands and ourselves doing so much exposure to leadership, thought leadership, new ideas, new people in in just a, such a short space of time. You, you can't calendar those meetings. They happen. And um, it really serves for um, a new set of discussion points with the clients. It's terrific. I would also say like, you know, the three of us don't necessarily sit on the creative side. I think obviously Mark has a lot to do with the creative side based on his clients. And then Mike just being like the CEO and talking to the brands about full funnel and across all things. 
But for me, it was like exciting to see the celebration of the work, but then how I was bringing back the celebration of the work back to the media side and the investment side, because we're actually putting that ad out into media. And so like celebrating the exciting work of our clients that was being celebrated, but then saying to myself, like, well, if we didn't actually place this ad or buy the ad space, then it wouldn't get a lot of recognition to be celebrated. So I tried to take like that kind of kind of flip, but I also think that it was just, and I think Mike said this is a time to like truly engage with our partners and our clients and make that connection. And I would agree with Mike, like we should have some sort of roadmap. It shouldn't be like the meetings that we have here, or it shouldn't be like a meeting that we might have at CES. It should be like, how have we developed over the last six, seven months since we had the initial conversation? Like, where do we stand and what's the roadmap to maybe get there? Cause we haven't been there yet, or we are and the success of, you know, how we've gotten here. So you've all mentioned creativity. And yes, that is the heart of this festival. But where are we currently at in the tech creativity and media balance? And where did you see that mostly get impacted at Cannes? It felt different. I mean, you know, Cannes originally is a massive creative gathering and then media got involved and tech came in and there were times when it was Meta and Twitter and and this year it felt very balanced. You know, it was a really good mix of brands being present, agencies, tech, I think were a little bit more muted this year for obvious reasons. And it just felt very balanced. There wasn't one brand or one sector of the market dominating. It felt consistent and, you know, really integrated actually. And I'd say actually creative had a stronger voice this year than perhaps the past two years. It was good to see the creative being really celebrated again. And I think that powers a lot of the, the can vibe. I think too, when you saw how people were showing up, like across from the Dentsu space was the Snap space, but partnered with Disney and looking at how they bring content and partners to life through their platform. It wasn't just, you know, a Snap screen. They brought in a partner to help show that. I think when you looked at the the brand innovators space, like the way that panels were built this year, there was a lot of balance. It wasn't, to Mark's point, tech driven. It was more creative driven, sustainability driven. So I think there was a lot of other macro topics that created balance in these conversations. They're very different type of conversations that happen there than you would see at other conferences. I'll take a flip side of it. Like I agree with both of those, but I also think like the human touch was actually a big center, or at least in what I attended. You know, I attended Fearless Voices with She Runs It, and I attended a couple of different chats around, you know, the humanity that we're bringing back to the business. And I think that, you know, through Doug's chat with the Equality Lounge with Microsoft around working with cancer, it just actually, I think for a lot of years, I've heard like, you know, automation and now we're hearing AI and all the things that it's going to do, but we still need that human touch in our day-to-day and what we do. And actually the reality that there's actually beyond the human touch, like things that we are humanly going through. I kind of take that approach. Like I saw like less of that tech side, but I saw a balance of just like actual life and work coming together. Building that human touch thing. I just wish, think of the power of the brand, the people that are in Cannes for a week, and you think, what could we solve? 
in a week. If we were pointing in the same direction on a social issue or a, you know, an economic issue, what could we solve? I, I wish there was a, a way in which we could capture all of that energy and seniority and brand and agency and tech coming together to, to solve something. I think that would, be, that would be a tremendous challenge for the next can. I love that, Mark. And I actually feel like, you know, we talk all the time, this industry has the ability to impact real change at the individual level, at the macro level. You know, how do we walk out of there and use it as a true industry moment to say this is the focus? And I think we see glimpses of that, right? Like female quotient, she runs it. She runs it, yeah. I think their conversations are so much more elevated in can the level of people committed to that. I went to a CMO breakfast that talked about young entrepreneurs in the business and how to help the next generation break through. And I think to Kara's point, you know, Doug did sit on a, a panel with Artur about cancer and working with that. And, and Kara gave an amazing speech at an event talking about her experience here. So I, I feel like there are all these little glimpses and nuggets of that happening. Like to Mark's point, if we really said like, this is the industry's platform for the year, we're not, nobody's trying to win or beat anybody. We're all trying to move this forward. That would be a great place to do it. Love that idea. Sounds like we just gave ourselves some homework for 2024, but I love it. I love it. We'll get right on right, Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> you all mentioned this, but I think the next thing is, so what's next? Now you're back from Ken. What key themes do you expect to see applied in the day-to-day for your teams? You know, we talk about the intersection of brand and demand. I think there's been a lot of focus on how to build the tech side of the business to work faster, to create performance. But maybe this was a great reminder that the customer experience is not what happens behind all of the platforms. The customer experience is what they see visually and what they hear. So how do we make sure that once we've built the pipes to deliver you the best message, that we are delivering you that great experience? So I think what we deliver back to the teams is we have to challenge ourselves to make sure that customer experience is ultimately amazing. And nobody really cares what happens kind of behind the walls other than that it's safe and it's transparent, but I want a great experience. I mean, we talk about it, Kara could talk about it better than me, but in the connected TV world of, you know, how do we end seeing 12 ads at the same time? Like nobody cares why it happened. They just don't like that it did. So we got to solve the back end of that. But then once we do solve it, what's a way to create the same value in one ad versus versus 12 instances of the same ad. Yeah, I think there's a theme, and maybe it sounds contradictory to talk about economic headwinds when we're talking about can, but there, you know, there certainly there was consistent discussion, and we'll carry that into the rest of the year about how do we continue to be agile with our clients? How do we apply that innovation and sense of energy with our clients, but do it in a scrappy, get it done kind of way. And we talked, you know, AI was prevalent, but you know, how do you use AI to reduce redundancy from manual tasks rather than just using AI to talk about some of the bigger issues? So I think the theme that I'm taking away and bringing in with some clients is really just being that agile partner for them while we figure out what the rest of the year looks like and heading into next year, because there is still uncertainty we need to be that partner for them and take the energy and learning and innovation and apply that today. So you brought up economic 
head ones, Mark. Sorry to be a downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to be even worse of a downer asking this question on top of that. In what ways did the festival reflect the current climate and cultural and political climate? There was a lot of buzzwords discussed, which happens, I think, every year, you know, around AI and sustainability, a little bit about the economic uncertainty. I don't think that really came to life too much, but um, just around, you know, obviously what's going to be happening in the fall with it being a political year. But I think in the end, it is a little bit about how like that work and life balance and world balance kind of all triangulated together in terms of, you know, we talked about what's happening in the currently, but then we also talked about how we can do more things creatively and storytelling and all that. I think that all kind of came out and became like a real conversation versus something that we just don't talk about. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm going to do a shout out to MasterCard here as an example. And, you know, they won a Titanium Grand Prix for the work they did in Poland, where you've had millions of people displaced from Ukraine into Poland. And, yeah, MasterCard, they have tremendous data capabilities to set up an app to provide Ukrainian refugees with information about which city can they go to? How do they connect with families? How do they find a job? So I think, you know, what was represented in Cannes I think inclusivity was well represented, but also brands continue to try and help solve some problems and go back to a previous question about what can can solve. I mean, brands do, I think, feel the need to and the ability to help solve some of these bigger issues. And, you know, I think MasterCard winning that for the work with Ukrainian refugees is a great example of them trying to lean in and help solve some of these huge social issues that were faced. Was there one thing that you felt that was not discussed during the festival that should have been? I think there's a lot of topics covered there. It'd be hard to say that there was something missing. I I think the inclusion of some topics this year, like the cancer topic and how to create better work-life balance. I think it was nice to see that still a lot of talk about DEI. What I liked about that conversation is not a separate conversation anymore. It's like, it's not, let's go over here and have that conversation it's now you're seeing it built into every panel. It's built into the AI conversation. It's built into the creative conversation. So the closer and closer that they come together, it's like if the goal is in 10 years that we don't even have to say it because it is just inherently in what we do, that would be such a win. And I think that's the path that we have to be on. I mean, Group Black had a tremendous presence in Cannes with Bonin and Travis. They were really present. They had a great exposure in can and i think yeah that's your point my inclusivity wasn't just in the panels it was present everywhere and groups were really represented and noisy up and down you know the croissette i think it was a big change from previous years and one we'll see more of what are you most excited for leading into the second half of the year now that can is behind us how did that happen so fast (laughs) (laughs) we are halfway through the year now yes (laughs) I think that the same things that I was excited about at the beginning of the year, which is, you know, the momentum in this business, the way that technology and creativity come together to create better user and consumer experiences. All of this is just fuel to get us there faster and in a better way. So I think these conferences both set that roadmap and agenda, but at the same time are a little bit of fuel. Like if you need a reminder of why this industry is great, Go spend a week at Cannes, go to the television upfronts, go to CES, and you'll see it's smart people wanting to do great things 
and producing amazing work that isn't just an ad. Like these things are creating movements. I mean, what the Dentsu Canada team did around the economic recovery with the recipe book, like about how to better grocery shop in the time of a recession. I mean, this is like stuff that impacts people's lives, not just sells more sneakers, right? Which we want to do that too, but let's have a better, bigger impact. So I would say can just a fuel to the work that we're doing versus changing the course of, oh, now I need to go do this instead. I'm excited about some of the connections that we made and some of the discussions that we had and how to bring that forward in the second half of the year. Obviously, the economy hasn't really helped with doing, I think, some really creative things in a market where creative things are available. I don't think that we've been able to jump on some of those. And I think that we hopefully will be based on some of the conversations that happen. Are we ready for the lightning round? Which this might be the longest lightning round questions I've ever had. So I felt very inspired by Ken for not going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Quick responses. Most interesting fact you've learned on the ground at Can. I learned on one of my panels that 80% of the vehicles in F1 are changed out in one year. And I was like trying to relate that back to what we do. And sometimes I feel like we move so slow. Like I can't even imagine if we changed 80% of the things that we do on behalf of clients and like everything in media is changing so fast. But that was just an interesting fact to me. And how do we take that back to what we do in media? I discovered there were over 25,000 line entries from over 80 countries. And that to me just illustrated again that can, without doubt, is still the award that everyone wants to win. It reinforced me that I want to win a can. And I know our clients want to be on that stage winning can lions too. But uh, the competition is fierce. No pun against lions, sorry. But yeah, there's a lot of people sending in some fantastic work to can, and, and we've got to be, make sure we're part of that entry process. But yeah, 25,000 entries. It's a lot of money, a lot of time. <laughs> Most interesting person or company you met? The girl, I'm sorry, I'm going to forget her name, but she played Moana, and she gave an amazing speech and panel about you know being born in Hawaii and how she broke through and her commitment to just a better world and industry and how she uses her platform to to do that. Robin Del Monte from uh, Girl Boss Town, just this incredibly articulate, intelligent Gen Zia, just demonstrating the power that these people have to reinvent themselves and better themselves just instantaneously. Really impressive person. And it was a pleasure to hear her speak. Victoria Canal, Victor Ray and Maddie Cunningham at our Sound of Next dinner. Go check out their music, listen to their lyrics. They write them, they sing it. It was amazing. Favorite experience at Cannes? My interview with Lando Morris and the rest of those folks. (laughs) (laughs) Foo Fighters on Dempsey Beach. Uh, My kids thought it was very cool that I sat next to Jack Harlow at lunch. Wait, you sat next to Jack Harlow at lunch? Yes. I think that's cool. Okay, well. I don't think much is cool anymore. I'm pretty (laughs) jaded. He's just a regular guy. He's just a regular guy. The picture of Mark Prince with Halle Berry was pretty cool too. That was a good one too. Yeah. How many times did you hear AI? Too many to count. Too many. What's the song from Ren? 
five hundreds, whatever that. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred million. <laughs> a lot of zeros on that answer. Yeah. yeah. Rose or Aperol spritz? Rose. Rose. Rose all day. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve about can. Humidity. Too much to do. Can't do it all. Yeah. No, the incessant late invitations for meetings. Get organized, people. Mm. When we land, it's game day. Not, oh, you happen to be in Cannes. Do you have a minute for No, there's no minutes left. Get organized. That is a, not a pet peeve. It's a giant peeve. So, Mark and Kara, your response plus Mike's of humidity just equals a horrible disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of angry executives being asked yeah. for last minute things in the heat. All right. Last but not least, why do you love this business? I love this business because it's a constant change. Like, there is no two days that are like, you know, where I started 25 years ago to where the business is now, I could have never imagined. But that's the fuel that kind of keeps you going. And I genuinely think that everybody in this business wants to do great things. So when you surround yourself by that, you know, things move forward. Yeah, plus one for me on that one. I love the fact that I'm in sync because I actually like took notes and wrote down things for myself. And I said the constant change and churn. So again, I think Mike, we score on saying <laughs> the same thing. And Mark agrees. I think it's, you know, our colleagues who have become friends, our clients, you know, who entrust in us. I overall love this business. I think it's a, it's a rare privilege to get to go to Cannes. I don't, I never forget how fortunate I am to be there and then to be there and see a bunch of people that are really just great people to try and do good work with is truly uh, it's a pleasure and I'm very fortunate. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap on Ken. Mike, Kara and Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. And thanks for listening to another episode of The Human Element. You can find us anywhere. You can find your pods. Give us a like, subscribe, or send us a note. We'll be back out to you real soon. And in the meantime, be well.